welcome to issue 198 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Meka, and tonight I am joined by Daniel. Hello, welcome back to the lair, good sir. Thank you. And Mike. Hey, thanks for coming in, pinch hitting for me. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to stay awake for this whole thing. Well, I mean, I did try to slip you something in your coffee earlier today, so. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm exhausted tonight. I didn't even know I was supposed to be here, um, but here I am. So it's it's great to see you. We, Looking forward to it. We don't even have an obligation for you to talk about, Mike, so. I know, I'm so lost. Yeah. Hi, Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a while, and, you know, I have a really important question that I've been dying to ask for a while now, if I can. Oh, yeah, please. What's that? I I need to know, Daniel, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, it's great that you should ask. Nothing. Oh, what? (laughs) Um, You know, once again, there's nothing on my mind because no one has put something there. Um, although I got to thinking about penicillin, um, and the stuff that's sort of down in, uh, you know, my, um, brother's basement shower. I don't know why I'm thinking about these things. It's like, um, is it because our guests official minion title is expired experimental serum taste tester? It could be. It could be and those, oh, we have a whole rack of those just covered in mold. Yeah, I think Wait, it's that. And then, that that's that was mold. I I thought that was just like a you know like a sugar rim or salt rim. Yeah, it's a, garnish. It's a it was a textural device. Um, yeah, I got nothing from you know the outside world, guys. That's on my mind. Like no, no questions. No Patreon gratitude. Nothing. I feel bad. Hmm. I'm just thinking about shower mold. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, you can reach us at Critical Encounters Pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve, why am I having these moldy thoughts? Yeah, I'm there's nothing on your mind tonight, but there's a whole bunch of on my mind. Because, yes, we're going to do Master Mold Part 1 tonight. Exciting. Mm. Steve, I want to confess something that I probably have confessed before. I don't know anything about master mold nor had i ever even heard of him it that them before this box came out doesn't seem too surprising actually um, yeah no i, and, I, I and not just not, for you I know that's not a shocker <laughs> no i mean not just for you but i think for a lot of people because it is a weird name too um yeah i'm, ex- I'm excited to see why he's called master mold because he's okay. the king of the fungus, right? It's got to be because he's the mold for all the sentinels. Uh, that makes more sense. Mold, like molding of things, Mike? Is that what you're saying? No, he was the not, mold for the not sentinels. Not mold, like okay. spores and funguses. Oh, right. right. No. Oh. I mean, he could be the mold on the sentinels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So he's all really right, master I'm, molder? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it back. I'm going to ring. I'm going to rein okay. it in. All here. right. Yeah. Okay. Why, right. why have all this conjecture when you actually have facts and knowledge? Yeah. You got Mike's like, I don't know. He's been slacking ah. off. 
and Mike is just here for fun because you know we, we like to have our friends on. Uh, Daniel did a recent one, so I get stuck with something that we have never talked about on this show before. Sentinels, brand new! <laughs> Yay, more robots for me to read about. Thank Good guys. lord! But before I left, we were talking about Sentinels. We're still There's talking so about many. Them. There's so it's... many Sentinels. AI's taken over. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, so, uh, yeah, we've done a lot of Sentinels. They are relentless in our game. There are so many of them. Mega Nomonaniacal. Yeah, and this one definitely is. So, who or what is Master Mold is the question that we've Mm. all been asking. Master Mold, I'm going to delay the answer because... I'm going to tell you who made Master Mold. So, okay, Master Mold is like a giant forge of... It's a giant sentinel that makes other sentinels. So it is the master forger of other sentinels. Okay, that's kind of where the name is. Okay, but I want to tell you how Master Mold came into being. uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about Master Mold's abilities and powers and such. Okay. Okay, so Master Mold was made by Bolivar Trask, who we have mentioned in the past. I was going to say, I know that name, don't I? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Trask built the Mark I Sentinel, uh, you know, to uh, control the mutant population. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned Trask a lot and his opinions, but we haven't really talked in detail about him. So I want to take like a couple minutes to talk about Trask because he's a little more interesting than Master Mold itself is. Okay, that's fair. All right. Trask is not a mutant. He's just a human who has a son and a daughter, both who are mutants. And... Mm. In order to win Father of the Year, he's decided that he doesn't like that. He's going to suppress their powers, and he's going to rail against everything mutant in his life. Right? So, His son has the power to see the future, and his daughter has the ability to tra- time travel. So he creates a thing, a, po- a device to mute his son's abilities, and his daughter hates him so much that she disappears through time and tries to stop dad's machinations, but she eventually fails. Bummer. Um, yeah. So his first big project is Project Chimera, and his job is to brainwash mutants to turn them into weapons for the government. And he's a little disgusted by those ideals of the program because he really just wants to kill all the mutants. He doesn't want to use them. Um, but eventually, uh, he works on the project, and because of his influence there, he gets his own project, Project Wide Awake, approved. So. Okay. He has his son, who is a mutant, who can see the future, and he has created this device to negate his son's ability to use his power and to wipe his son's mind so he doesn't even know he use, has mutant powers. And then what does he do? He secretly turns the device off, uses his son to look into the future to see what mutants are doing so that he can fight the mutants, and then he wipes his son's mind and turns the device back on. That's well, wow. villainous. He's- uh, quality dad there. Yeah. Father of the year, you know, villain. That was edition. awesome. Okay. So that's how he's fighting mutants, um, outside okay. of creating these sentinels. He writes a whole bunch of articles and propaganda about the mutant question. He invents master mold, which he uses to make sentinels in order to destroy mutants. The master mold creates other sentinels. The sentinels go out and kill mutants and, Throughout the years, all of the Sentinels that we've ever talked about or ever will talk about are based on Trask's work and his initial Sentinels. So there's a pop quiz for you guys. Ooh. Okay. Uh-oh. 
Okay. I always win these. Okay. How many throughout the years? What okay. do you think Trask's accumulated kill count would be from his legacy? Oh my goodness! Oh, kill count like the number of mutants he's taken out. Yeah. Billions. Are are we counting those killed and then time was rewound or something like that? Yeah, they died. It, it doesn't matter if they came back to life or not. Oh my goodness. I'm going to guess last. I'm going to guess last. I, I heard uh, Chris say billions. billions yeah, I'm, I'm going. If I need to be more specific, let me know. But it's. <laughs> Mike? I'll like, go uh, billions minus one. Oh, wow. Price is right here. Price is writing. Okay. Like, ouch. And Daniel? One. Oh, <laughs> I'm really liking my chances here in the prices. Okay, if it's prices rights rule, Daniel wins. Yes. Uh, oh. uh, the, as, the inventor, <laughs> as the inventor of the Sentinels, as listed in the X Force Volume Three, Number Three, they give you his kill count from the Sentinels: sixteen million five hundred and twenty-one thousand six hundred and eighteen. See, I read yeah. Days of Future Past. I, I think I'm right. I'm going to formally protest this. Now, they also kill lots of humans, too. So you might, there might be, you might be loading in the humans to that when you look at, because the Sentinels go off and they kill more than just the mutants and stuff. But uh, according to that X-Force volume that I could find, that's the kill count. So, or at least confirmed, I don't know. So So what percentage of humanity is mutants? Like, has that ever come up, like... Is it one in every thousand people is a mutant? Like, I think you're trying to pin they? Marvel down on a number. Well, Marvel just pinned itself on 16 million and such and such. I'm no, just saying that's an awful lot of mutants. Yeah, I don't know. How many mutants are like, there? I don't know. So, well, let's see here. If you count the X-Men, that's like 20. So if you extrapolate <laughs> that, um, I can see where they get 16 million from. I mean... Have you seen the Morlocks down in the New York City, uh, su- or not subway sewer system? I mean, there's got to be okay. 15 million at least in there. So that makes sense to me. I think the math checks out. Throughout the years. Throughout the years, too. Right. Uh, just I, seems, I really don't know what the percentage like a, is. A big number. Maybe, maybe people who are more uh, in the know than us can let us know. That would be a wonderful thing. If only there was some way to reach us. Yeah, hmm. if only. Uh, so continuing my story. Yeah, please. <laughs> all right, like all good AI master mold realizes that it's way better than its creator Trask. It's way smarter than the humans. It's better than the mutants. It, it's not going to take orders from a puny human anymore. So it revolts against Trask, against humanity, and says the only way to protect humanity... Is, or the only way to protect the planet from the mutants is to destroy the mutants and the humans, that kind of thing. So eventually the Sentinels, you know, they go rogue and they go after everybody. But, um, so the idea is to have just a robot Earth? Y- yeah. Okay. You know, that's probably not wrong. No, I, yeah. it probably isn't. <laughs> I mean... Well, Trask, after that, after that happens, Trask <laughs> is like, oh, maybe these are bad things and I shouldn't have made them. So he has a little change of heart there. You know, once his creations rise up in revolt trying to kill him. And he teams up with the X-Men and they blow up Master Mold and it never returns ever again after the first time it's been destroyed. Wait a minute. Oh, perfect. Yeah. 
He almost had a Steve. No, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it, it like gets blown up and rebuilt like a dozen times, like over and over again. Some idiots like, you know what we need? Giant world dominating robots. And I have a piece of master mold. Let's rebuild it. And that, you know, that happens again and again. And um, Yeah. Oh, look, I found a robot shaped thing. Let's build a robot. Right. Yeah. And it turns out to be master mold. Right. And once it gets up and running, it can replicate more sentinels and off it goes. It also like eventually plugs itself into system. So it, it kind of like an Ultron where it like can leave parts of itself behind. So even if you blow up its body, part of it's still there. So if, if it can get a hold of other manufacturing pieces, it can rebuild itself and that kind of thing. So, um, huh. okay. yeah, I mean, every time they think it's destroyed, it's not because there's, you know, a bit left over. Some genius rebuilds it. Marvel likes its robots. Yeah. Uh, I guess they probably make good targets for yeah. the good guys to blow stuff up. We can be violent without being without showing gore. So, I mean, that's why the the foot soldiers in the original Ninja Turtles cartoon were robots. It's because they couldn't get away with beating the snot out of people on kids' cartoons. So, yeah, Marvel loves their robots. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with them. <laughs> yeah, that exists all over the place. That kind of thing. So, um. Master Mold's a robot, right? So it's immune to the weaknesses of the flesh. You can't poison it. It doesn't get sick. Can't hit it with a mind attack. It doesn't need air, etc., etc. It's also Sentinel. So it has Sentinel abilities like mutant detection. It can fly, tracking missiles. Uh, It has a sleep-inducing beacon. It it actually has mind control powers, even though it doesn't have a mind itself. I don't know how that works. Wait. uh, one version of it, right? Um, it can shoot ice blasts, self-repair itself, etc., etc. So, anything you can think of that a robot might be able to do, and then you throw nanotech on it at some point, and then somebody comes back from the future with different technology, so it evolves into various forms throughout the years. So, um, it can also yeah. change its own height and mass and stuff, so it can blend in better. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, Steve, I have like a moral question. Now, so you guys are saying that the only reason that you have robots around is because you can beat them up with impunity on a moral level, right? Like, it's just a robot? Sure. But yet, well, we didn't say that, but yeah. Actually, you just did. I, <laughs> you said because, kids like you they, beating up robots because they're reasoning. not people. Now, yeah. okay, but yet this thing must have some kind of self-awareness in that it decides it no longer wants to take orders from puny humans and it thinks it's better than them. Correct. And it has mind control powers because it must actually possess some kind of consciousness, right? But the sentinels it produces, they're just robots. Okay, okay. I mean, I would say he's the most human thing ever. All he wants to do is propagate and kill humans. Okay. That's a fair point. Yeah. And he sits down a lot. Every picture I've ever seen of it's sitting down in some throne. So, I mean, that seems like a parent sits down every time, every chance you get. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of dealing with the kids. Over his damn kids. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just intrigued by this, this somewhat flippant attitude you have to destroying robots, people. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll see if you change your mind once the AI revolt happens and uh, it's every man for themselves. Fair point. I might just do what Mike does and just immediately succumb to my robot overlords and just take a knee, you know? Yep. 
we already discussed wrangling. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess uh, the next hundred episodes will be hundred more versions of Sentinels. <laughs> oh yep. God. I'm tapping out. And I'm not Steve doing has any to more Sentinel. Oh, Sentinel no. Mark twenty through thirty-seven. And we have. I think. <laughs> I think we're down to just one Sentinel left. The Magneto Sentinel M's or M Sentinels or whatever they are that we'll get in the Magneto pack. So. Oof. Yeah. Well, look, you're already so so good at the lore for these things. It'd be silly for Mike or or I to take that over. So. True. True. Yeah. But Steve, you don't bring up mold and all that kind of stuff for no reason. These stories always lead lead us somewhere kind of more uh, focused on the game. game yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Master Mold scenario, the third scenario in the Mutant Genesis campaign box. 18 total cards. And tonight we'll look at the villain and the main schemes. So, um, Chris, why don't you read all three versions of Master Mold for us? Wow. I would love to do that for you, boss. All right, looking at Master like Mold, stage one. He is a one, or it, is a one scheme, two attack villain with a sentinel trait and 12 hit points per player. He has stalwart and toughness, and he has a forced interrupt on his scheme. When Master Mold schemes against you, discard cards from the encounter deck until his sentinel minion is discarded. Then put that minion into play engaged with you. Do not give Master Mold a boost card for this activation. That's that's nice. I like the stalwart on there. Looking at stage two of Master Mold, he bumps up to two scheme, three attack, and 14 hit points. Still comes in with stalwart and toughness. And the force interrupt is the same when you would scheme. Uh, discard cards until you get a sentinel minion. Put it into play, engage with you. And he does not get an activation uh, boost card for the activation. Mm-hmm. Looking on to stage three, he moves up to a very impressive three scheme and four attack with 16 hit points per player. Still stalwart, still tough, and still same force interrupt when he schemes. Discard cards until you get a sentinel minion, put it into play, engage with you, does not get another uh, boost card for the activation. Wow. That is uh, impressive. So he's going through the encounter deck pretty quickly, and I love the theme because if he's scheming, that means you're on your mutant side. Yeah. Yep. And he's yep. found you. I like the stalwart because, you know, he, he said yep. he was immune to mind stuff. Great. Fantastic. Yep. Um, you might goff at the lack of boost card. However, that Sentinel kind of is a boost card because order of operations, the minions are going to scheme next. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And don't those usually have when they come into play effects? I don't know. I play protection. I never flipped alter ego. <laughs> uh, some of them are reveal and some of them are. Yeah. These engaged, are, I think. yeah, they're just put into play. So if, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, you'll be an alter ego maybe. So quick strike won't get you. Um, that is if he doesn't scheme via in advance. Um, Cause he could, right. Yeah. He could scheme because yeah. of an advance. I think it's great. He, you're, he's not attacking you. So what he's doing is he's hanging out, building more Sentinels, which is exactly what Master Mold does. He makes more Sentinels. So if you give him the time to retreat back to the factory, he makes more Sentinels. There's a lot of Sentinels going to be in his set because as we're going to see, we're going to play with Sentinels and Zero Tolerance modular sets. So there's a lot of Sentinels. (laughs) And there's some special rule about Sentinels with him, right? 
Yeah, which we'll get to yeah. in a second. Stalwart makes sense. Toughness is fine. Yeah. The hit points, 12 hit points on the first version is, I don't know, it's a little low, but it's still standard. But I think the expert level three card is like three yeah. scheme, four attack, 16 health. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty well, that's solid. juicy. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. love that Stalwart just, you can't confuse to flip down. If you've got to flip <laughs> down, you're getting minions on you. Yep. Yeah. My issue with the low hit points, though, is the fact that aren't you going to mostly be a hero when you're fighting him? So yeah. that's all the damage. Yeah. Like, you can get through him quickly. Yeah, he has toughness, but eh. You're right. I found in this scenario it seems to be more minion heavy. Is that just my draw, or do you guys find the same thing? Oh, I think there's like 10 minions in the set if you play it as written. So. Yeah. I th- I think they make up for the low hit points with the what we'll talk about on the uh, main scheme. Yeah, agree. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it, Mike. Since you're here, give us a. Uh, oh, sure. Scheme. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is the Sentinel Factory. The contents are, of course, our Master Mold, Master Mold, Master Mold. The Sentinel set and the standard sets. One modular set, and they suggest zero tolerance. Set up. You put the Magneto ally into play under the first player's control. Ooh, mm. Ooh, mm. Ally, boo. Yeah. Mm. I know what I see what you did there. You tried to say, hey, look, it's a villain, but it's not. Mm. Anyways, on the B side, looks like it taps out at six threat per player. Starts with one, goes up by one per player every round. Each sentinel minion gains guard. Oh, hey. oh, and then nice. when revealed. Each player discard car- discards cards from the encounter deck until they discard a sentinel minion, then puts them into play engaged with them. I'll make it. You were right. Turns out he actually has 50 hit points per player. Yup. Yep. It, helps, it helps to have cannon fodder. Yes. And I think those two things we mentioned really make this, right? You have the, the cannon fodder with guard, and you have the stalwart, so you can't, mm. you know... Do some cheese. You can't cheese the scenario that easily. That's why I like this one. I think it just works out really well. Yeah. Well, and even after you pick off the guards, there's still a tough sitting there too. So that slows you down a little bit too. Um, and there's a lot of minions when you play with those sets. So. And a six threat. That's um. That's not high. No. And with the, all the discards, he goes through the deck. He can go through the deck so fast in a four-player game that. You're getting uh, acceleration tokens on there. Uh, thing to note, too, though, is you don't lose if Sentinel Factory advances, right? This is one of those multi-scheme villains, which is cool. Uh, and t- Daniel, take a look at the art on the scheme. You can see Master Mold hanging out there, yep, building yep. all his little Sentinel. All his Sentinels, are, they're going to get blown up. He so. He's huge, right? Because a regular Sentinel can stay in taller than a house. He is. That's why he's sitting down. He's got knee trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you can't support that weight. That and he looks ridiculous. I'm sorry. Just not a frightening. He reminds <laughs> me of uh, some very late 80s, early 90s cartoon. Like, yes. He looks like a Transformer. A Transformer knockoff. Yeah. They no, can't transform into anything. Voltron. Oh, yes, he's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's when they. It is when the Sentinels came out, right? So they, their art is a product of the time, perhaps. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, sure, this yeah. is credited art, by the way. So they, the art brief also said, make something from this time period. Yeah, yeah. In that regard, Roberto Di Salvo and Javier Menya Guerrero did a great job because 
he definitely looks 80s. And I like that they took the time to make really defined cheekbones. <laughs> to be fair, I think Master Mold showed up in the 60s. Okay, fine. So even, wor- so even worse art. <laughs> <laughs> to base off of the 60s, nothing good came out of the 60s. Well, and most of the art I've seen of him, like in the comics, is like a gigantic head, which is the art that you get out of the villain card a little more accurately. Have I just not noticed? And every scheme has the same art on each side; just one is colored and the other is washed. Or is that Correct. just this? That's no, always true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's happened since yep. uh, roughly the beginning. That's fascinating that I have never noticed until now, and it's because I was looking at the vibrant colors of this one, and it's like, oh, it's the same art. It's slightly zoomed different, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess I haven't been playing this game long enough, or looking at card art for five years. Jesus. Jeez, Daniel. Well, hey, why don't you tell us some card art for the next one? I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Oh, golly. Um, normally I would ask you to just edit out these. No, it's staying. Moronic statements, but this one. No, no, no. He doesn't edit out my idiotic stuff. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He just puts it Your turn to be at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, one of you mentioned, Steve, I think it was you, that even if you lose Agenda 1, you're not losing because we have Agenda 2. Yeah. This is Master Mold's Agenda. Well, that's clever. So the card title is really Master Mold's Agenda 2A. This is the main scheme. When revealed, shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. Each player discards cards from the encounter deck until they discard a sentinel minion, then puts it into play engaged with them. Okay, great. Then we flip that to Master Mold's Agenda 2B. Eight per player. Starts one each. One per player goes up one per player. Master Mold's programming has backfired. Recognizing that mutants come from humans, the giant sentinel is programming its offspring to subdue everyone on Earth. Oh, each sentinel minion gains guard, and if this stage is completed, we lose. Mm. Well, we win, but the players lose. We win, the people who try to win lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Wow, that's just like the other one. Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> Although I will, I will note if things are going really bad, if you've got like a four-player game and things are going really bad, and all the Sentinel minions are in play, when this one gets revealed, you just got four acceleration icons on this scheme. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh yeah, because the same thing can happen with Ebony each. Maw and the spill and the spells. Yikes! Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't. That seems unfair. So, so you will shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. So anything that's been defeated will go back into the deck. Right. You'd have to have, there's two sentinels in this one. There's two sentinels in, there's four sentinels in zero tolerance. And there's four sentinels in sentinel. Well, that's it. Uh, so you could only have six in here if you're not playing with zero tolerance. Yeah. 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 You, you, there's 10 if you play it as written, if you pull zero tolerance out, um, yeah, get something else. Now, if you're playing campaign mode, uh, you could possibly have two more Sentinels from the campaign cards from the Days of Future Past set. Um, mm. uh, hey, I'm okay with four acceleration tokens for those yeah. heroes who have let him scheme this far. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, right? not only that, it yeah. prevents the GD heroes from saying, well, I'll just use different modular sets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of 
Bill, yeah. board game lawyer, and I played against this recently okay. uh, in campaign mode, and we've been using the hood sets instead of the recommended sets, randomly choosing, and we ended up with Mr. Hyde, which only has one gigantic brute minion in it. And I'll tell you what, be- between the campaign Sentinels and Mr. Hyde, and then the ones that do come in this, we had a hard time. Um, we had some epic fights. Shadows of the Past brought out like Juggernaut. So you're dealing with these other big minions. You can't hit Master Mold because everything is a guard. I mean, all the Sentinels are, and there's still enough of them. You can still shuffle in a couple modular sets with this and have an interesting game with it. So nice. Yeah. Well, fine, Steve. Yeah, because yes, there are enough. There are enough Sentinels in the required modular sets. Sure. That's why. Yeah. All right. Well. Those are the cards you start with. This is one of those sets where it's like a villain in a scheme, and that's that. And that's that. Wow. That's that. Yeah. Okay. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think well, we've so now, done it. I, now we say it? thank you to yeah. Chris. Chris, how can the folks out in podcast land find the content that you make? Oh, well, I am putting out content over on YouTube as Night of the LCG or Night of the Living Card Game. Um, it's pretty much all Marvel Champions at this point. So, And awesome. otherwise, I'm out around the various Discord channels as just Maka. Yeah, people should check your channel out. It's good stuff. Thank you. Well, Mike, if people want to get a hold of us. Yeah, because I want them to tell me if uh, they are enjoying these relentless Sentinels. Do they want us to cover more? <laughs> Email us with your thoughts at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find us on YouTube or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Bardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke. And thank you so much, Megan, for jumping in. Now, if you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Master Mold, take us out. All systems online and fully functional. Master Mold once more restored to full operational capability. I don't even know what we're doing tonight. Master Something Mold. About mold. Oh yeah, that was a, that would have been a good gag. I did not do anything about mold. It's my favorite fun guy. Yeah, oh, Daniel's my favorite fun guy. Oh, Ooh. Eve. I am yeah. so glad we're recording this. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we talk about that card that you get to start the game with, or should we save that for next week? Well, the ally. Yeah, save it for, save it for next week. I didn't yeah. save it. Either. Okay. Because I always thought that guy was a bad guy. He's a complicated character. Well, the rest of us have played the game. I mean, enemy of my enemy is my friend or something like that. Right? How do you, def- Daniel, how do you define a bad guy, really? I mean, on this show? On this show, the bad guys are good guys. He's just poorly oh, understood. Down. He's just poorly understood. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm sure he's got an agenda that's, you know, fueled by belief and uh, moral substance. Yeah.